0: love talk radio hello my name is John Wadsworth I'd like to give you my testimony and leading up to how and why I use the Psalm 51 process uh, now uh, since 1987 a little bit of background is that I was born and raised in New Orleans um, as far as my family we went to church every Sunday and uh, I was at a Baptist Church uh, most of my friends uh, being, you know, in New Orleans were Roman Catholics. Um, when I was 12 years old, I asked my parents if I could uh, and take the Lord's Supper like they were doing, and they told me, well, I had to go forward and join the church so that I could I could do that. Well, uh, I said, okay. It was a lot of nerve-wracking to walk that aisle up there at the end of the service and tell the pastor I wanted to join a church, and so I did, and I uh, got up the nerve to do so, and uh, I remember sitting in the pastor's office, and the pastor talking to me about Jesus Christ and believing in him, and, and so what I did was, I, uh, I do remember praying, I do remember Bowing my head and uh, praying with the pastor. I went on with my life uh, as a, as all the my friends were doing at the time was partying, drinking, doing drugs. At you know 14, 15 years old, that was what my crowd did, and uh, I started to uh, uh, really get into it pretty heavy. And I met a young lady and. She uh, kind of took me out of that stuff, and we started dating, and then we got, went steady, and then we got engaged, and uh, we got married, and uh, right out of high school, uh, after she graduated from high school, we got married. I was in the Navy. The Vietnam War was going on. While I was on active duty, we really enjoyed ourselves. We uh, had like a three-year honeymoon. We went up to Seattle, and I was stationed up there. Whidbey Island. I got discharged from the Navy and came back to New Orleans and bounced around a little bit, uh, worked with my dad, and we got, it. Got, well, I got into drugs again and uh, partying again, and, and I really enjoyed the Navy, so I, when nothing going on for me out uh, civilian life, so I just went back in the Navy. Uh, during this period of time, my carousing uh, almost uh, brought us to divorce, uh, but after I went into the navy, things got better again, and uh, I started partying again though, uh, in the navy. So there was a ask for volunteers to uh, be part of a new squadron that's starting up in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and I said, well, here's my chance. I thought to myself, well, here's my chance to get out of this misery that I'm in, this partying that I'm in, that big turnover, new and leaf to uh, do a geographical change and uh, go to a new town nobody knows me and I can start all over well I no more and checked in into the squadron and uh, the guy that was checking in with me says hey you want to go have a, uh, a drink so there I went I started all over again and uh, drinking and partying and carrying on and And so my best efforts to uh, reform myself uh, failed again. And so um, I was pretty much a mess. And there was a guy in the shop, uh, electrical shop, that uh, I was part of. He was the chief. He was the supervisor. And uh, uh, he was also a Christian. I remember a guy, when I checked in the squadron, saying, hey, watch out. You know, he's a Christian. And so I started watching him. And, matter of fact, I liked what I saw. Uh, he was kind. He was polite. He was interested in you. He helped you uh, to uh, get ahead in your career in the military. Uh, so I started liking what I saw. And, uh, and so he invited me to church. And so I told him, you know, I said, well, yeah, I'll come, but I'll probably be drunk. He said, well, that's okay. Uh, and so uh, that night, as a matter of fact, that Saturday night, he called me up. And he says, hey, John, you going to come to church tomorrow? I said, yeah, yeah, so I'll be drunk. He says, that's okay, that's okay. So I went out, got drunk that night, like we usually did on Saturday night. And then uh, Sunday morning I was shaking and uh, went in uh, to services and uh, went forward. And the guy uh, took me in a room and talked to me and told me about Jesus. And I said, well, look, man, I don't need that. I'm in good health and I got a wife, two kids, got a career in the military. Uh, I don't need that and and, uh, he said well yeah most people wait till the deathbed before they do anything about it and so we walked out he was polite and everything else Um, and pastor uh, came by and said well did you you get saved I said no I said no I don't need that and uh, so I went back you know home went back to work nothing was said and but that thing that 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 fellow told me that statement that he made he said uh yeah most people wait to their deathbed uh before they do anything well uh that really bothered me all week uh because a couple of years before that i, I used to sell uh debit insurance and debit insurance you used to go collect insurance and talk to the people and this one lady she was into the spirits and she and i asked her you know like a fortune teller and i said well well, what's going to happen to me? And uh, she says, well, when you're, when you're uh, 26 years old, something drastic is going to happen in your life. And uh, I said, man, you know. Said, well, okay. So here I am, 26 years old, uh, trying to reform my life. And every time I try to reform it, it gets worse. And uh, now I'm interested in religion. And religion, uh, I'm afraid of that. So... Uh, here I am, you know, this is the situation I'm in. Well, it was next Saturday night. Uh, Waiting for a babysitter to come. My wife uh, and I would go out, uh, have a few drinks. I would get drunk. She would drive home. Um, and so i knocked knock on the door, and it was the preacher. And uh, the fellow that was the supervisor shot. Uh, they came by, and the preacher started telling me about Jesus again, and not that I needed to hear it again, but uh, he started telling me, and uh, my wife was sitting there, she was listening, and so, you know, like I said, I was trying to reform my life, and I couldn't reform it, so uh, geographical fix, this, that, and the other, um, I was just fed up, I was tired, I was just at wits in, and I said, hey, preacher, uh, can I get saved right now? And he said "Yeah." Yeah, and he and he looked at my wife and said, "Would you like to be saved also?" And she said, "Yes." And so right there on on our living room rug, we both bowed on our knees and and uh, asked Jesus to save us, and and Jesus came into our life and uh, became our Savior, and our Lord, and uh, things changed. Um, that was November seventh, nineteen seventy five. Of, um, on at nine twenty nine Stratford Hog Drive in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I like saying that because that's really when I believe I surrendered to Jesus. Uh, I believed in Jesus uh when I was twelve years old. But if there was a time we used to say, Well when when do you know that you know that you know it was uh November seventh, nineteen seventy five. And um so I went uh started going to church, and um, I started going to Bible college, and because I just wanted to know more. I was not getting enough out of Sunday school and church services. I thought they weren't good. I just wanted more, and so then the church started a Bible college, and a lot of guys were, it was a Navy town, and a lot of guys were in the military, and a lot of guys wanted to know more about uh, scriptures, and a lot of men surrendered to preach, and uh, I was one of them, and so we uh, went to Bible College and I graduated uh, in 1981 and we headed back to New Orleans uh, to uh, start a church. And so that uh, we started, I'd, I'd get a job and was trying to start a church and a whole house and that. And we ended up starting a church in a house in Slidell, Louisiana. And it, it grew it grew. We was doing pretty good. It's running about forty in our house. And so we ended up getting a piece of land and uh having a temporary uh, portable chapel on it a day, um, right denomination and all this other stuff. I had my little checklist up there and uh and he was saying, you know, he was tell tugging on my heart and telling me there's something wrong with your heart. Well, I told myself I liked the way things were going. I didn't see where there was any need, uh, change anything. And about a month later, I was resigning from the church because of uh, uh, of my my behavior. And so uh, then I went into a full-blown state of addiction, of destructive lifestyle, uh, destroying everything in my life. Uh, my all my relationships uh, to the point where I left uh, my wife and my children and um, moved to another town. And so, uh, I call it the Holy Spirit Woodshed. Uh, I went to the Holy Spirit Outpatient Program. And I started working up there and and I mean, I was a mess, man. I went to a psychiatrist and all this other stuff. And, all, and counselors, I went to pastors trying to figure out, you know, what's wrong what's wrong and I, I went to this uh, one counselor, it's a Christian counselor and he told me, he says you need to go back uh, to your room I was renting a room for 35 hours a week at the time, that's all I had left um, was my books my books, my theological books my studies of, of, of the scriptures and and uh, that was it Uh, my wife had served me with divorce papers and I was renting a room for 35 dollars a week sharing a bathroom with a bunch of guys they had rooms they rented and he told me to go back to my room and stay on my knees until I surrender uh, all to the Lord Jesus and that he's all that matters And whether I get back with my wife, uh, it doesn't matter whether I get back or or I have a relationship with anybody else, any other woman, any person. It did not matter as much as my relationship with Jesus mattered. And so I did that. I mean, that rang true to me. It rang true. And so I went to and I did what he said. And so Jesus took over my life. And so he did take over my life, and my wife, uh, I contacted my wife, and during this period of time, she had um, surrendered her life to the Lord, and, and really stopped you know, looking at me as uh, um, up on a pedestal, but, uh, well, obviously not now, but uh, at that point. And so uh, we started dating, and we got back together uh we never did de- she never did go through a divorce um and so our relationship uh began to be better than it ever had been before um and it still is it's better than it ever was um so god started putting relationships back together again. and but i it seemed like every 3 months i would relapse i would begin I would get arrogant or proud. And, and God had to humiliate me. And, you know, of course, I got tired of that. So he showed me. Uh, I asked him, Lord, teach me. You know, I'm, you know, I'm tired of this rollercoaster ride. And so he showed me in Psalm 51 how uh, to stop the rollercoaster ride and to progress um, in my relationship with him. And so in psalm 51 uh the lord uh showed me in psalm 51 how to uh, continue to stay humble before him and uh and to stay in fellowship with him like i have realized that he is the most important relationship my relationship with jesus and nothing uh should uh enter in between it. and so not money or prosperity a position or, or uh, nothing, And so and through Psalm 51, it's a very simple process, is that it's uh, whenever something comes between me and Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit will confront me about it. And, you know, like it says in First John uh, chapter 1, he says, uh, if we walk in life, Jesus light. we have fellowship one with another. And so that's the most important thing, to enjoy life total, uh, completely, is to walk in fellowship uh, with Jesus, walk in life, season life. And we're to uh, be ready to confess any sin that uh, interferes with that, as, again, it says in First John chapter 1, that if we say we have no sin, we're lying. And so when the Holy Spirit confronted me about anything, any sin in my life, well, boom, I would confess it as sin. And confessing it as sin is what God wants us to do. He wants us to confess it. He doesn't want us to do anything about it. As Oswald Chambers says, uh, he says, if, uh, if the Holy Spirit finds anything in you that's wrong, uh, he does not want you to change it, he, uh, he just wants you to confess it, and he'll deal with what is wrong. And so that's exactly what I did, I realized that I couldn't change, uh, I couldn't promise him I'll do better, uh, it's none of that. It's about surrendering to him and realizing I can't do better that it is sin and that he has to cleanse me of it, as it says in First John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so it's our responsibility to confess. He does the changing. He does the cleansing, excuse me. He does the cleansing, and he does the forgiving. So this is uh, something that we have to do. We have to confess it and acknowledge the love of Jesus Christ to cleanse us from it. Then he has forgiven us. Then he changes us. He changes our thinking. And uh, as it says in, in Romans chapter uh, 12, uh, verse 2, Be not conformed to this world, uh, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is is a good and acceptable acceptable good and perfect will of God. And so what happens is is that the Holy Spirit changes your thinking, and he transforms your thinking to think like Jesus thinks. And so then you're thinking like Jesus thinks, and you realize that you've got the power to do what Jesus did because the same Spirit that's in you was in Jesus. So again your relationship with Jesus is close, you're very close to him. And so then after that, sometimes um, uh, what happens is, is that the Holy Spirit will convict you, or confront you about some sinful thinking that you got. uh, And so, well, most of the time, and so you have to take it to him and allow him to cleanse you and change your thinking and then you can imagine how you're going to think about it in the future. And so uh, that's the process that uh, keeps me in fellowship and a close fellowship, a close relationship with Jesus, so that nothing gets between him and him and me. And so that immediately I want him to confront me and show me anything that's interfering with him and me. And so that is the key. To a successful Christian walk and not a rollercoaster ride. It's a, it's a humble walk with the Lord. As he says, uh, uh, the Bible tells us Peter, uh, or James tells us, he says, uh, uh, humble ourselves before God and, and he will lift us up. and do time, he will lift us up. So you stay humble before him. You humble in fellowship with him and he'll lift you up. He'll take care of you. So you just go ahead and fellowship with him and let him provide for you. Let him take you through uh, this cleansing process of uh, these sinful, iniquitous uh, ways that we have to his righteous uh, spiritual ways. And you live a very rich and satisfying, abundant life that he promises. He says, I've, I've come to give them life and life abundantly. And that is the abundant life. The abundant life is in total fellowship and surrender uh, to Jesus, and focusing on your relationship with Him and Him only. And I found that to uh, through the Psalm 51 process that uh, that it works. And I've been enjoying this for the last 20 years. And that's my testimony. And I'm not changing. And you can go to our website at Whitestone Ministries. Dot net and uh, Scroll down and you will see that there's some teaching videos. I believe there are 10 minute spots uh, from YouTube and what you'll find there is uh, the teaching process that I that I explained on Psalm 51 and I know it works it works it works it works it continually works so if you want, uh, you can go there. Also, I have a book that I've, I've written on the process, the one uh, reconciliation process. Uh, you watch the videos. There's also reconciliation worksheets that are uh, break down to specific issues that you might be struggling with in your heart and your mind. Also, I have another video on the website that is um, talks uh, explains why we do the things we do, the struggles that we have, uh, the victories that we have, um, the biblical perception of of how we're created, of spirit, uh, soul, and body. And so it's very informative uh, videos and teaching. Uh, Also, I have on there, How to Rebuild a Marriage After Trust Has Been Lost. Uh, That video is on there. And, and if you'd like copies of these videos and these worksheets uh, our address is there uh, you can, our email address is there just email me I'll be glad to send it to you um, it's a three and a half hours worth of teaching with DVDs and also some worksheets uh, workbooks. so uh, I want to help you I'm here to help you I want to help you uh, that's the ministry that Jesus is uh, uh called me to and uh, through these teachings uh, I've been able to be used of the Lord to help others to experience the abundant life, a rich and satisfying life so please contact us uh, with questions or comments and this is going to be uh, what we're going to be teaching on Sunday morning every Sunday morning uh, testimonies and the process so hopefully we'll be able to develop this into a talk show where we can have people call in with uh and discuss the Psalm 51 process so god bless you and uh may jesus truly be the love of your life well i hope that testimony uh Hope that testimony was uh, helpful to anybody who's listening. And uh, if you have any questions, please call in and we'll answer them. We have a few minutes left before we go off the air. Jeff, you there? Yes, sir. Okay. Good. Uh, I'm driving in my car. <laughs> um, were you able to understand that?
1: The sir. it, it, it I, what I caught there was, uh, between talking, I missed some of it, <laughs> okay. but, uh, yeah, it
0: came through good. You got any, te- uh, questions about my testimony, uh, besides, I mean, anything that you, uh, any questions about what you did here? Uh, no,
1: I mean, it all sounds good, I, I, I know the Psalm 51 process, uh, I think I've got to start using it a little uh, on some issues, but uh, I was kind of looking through there on uh, selfishness. I know I'm self-centered pretty much all my life I've been, but uh, uh, I do want to go through this and just kind of go through it today. uh, And I guess it's been a while since I've really uh, tried it. Uh, Exactly you know, I've used it there a pretty good bit when, uh, when I first started meeting with you, when I had come to the point in my life that I had to give up on everything, and, uh, and the Lord let me get there and be broken, uh, so I'm, uh, trying, I, I used it, boy, regularly there, and I think the Lord brought me closer to Him than I've ever been, and, uh, I had a peace, and, a that I never had, and I think I've slowly lost that peace again, and, we got to get back to it, brother.
0: Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah, that's a... Uh, uh, and, and so uh, God, uh, through the Psalm 51 process, uh, uses it, and it's not hard to get back uh, into that peace uh, uh, of fellowship with Jesus. And there are always going to be things that are going to uh, take us out of that uh, peace, that passes all understanding, as uh, as Paul said in Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven. Uh, that once we do give our anxieties or our cares up to uh, for Him, He protects us. He puts us. Uh, uh, he puts a barricade up um, in our heart, and within that barricade is peace, His peace, and nobody can understand it. Uh, It's a type of peace that only you can get through a fellowship with Jesus. You can't get it through medication. You can't get it through um, self-medication, alcohol or drugs or anything else like that or anything that we can do, uh, psychotherapy or therapy, um, nothing. Uh, Even that counselor that told told me, he says, man, uh, go back to your room and uh get on your knees and and make the Jesus uh, make Jesus the love of your life make him number 1 uh and when you do that there is a peace that comes over you and there is also a protection to keep you in that peace and sometimes we uh we 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 uh get ourselves out of that protection we things come into our life uh, the cares of this world and the and our desires and Our formatted lifestyle that we want to live, uh, which is not God's will, uh, then uh, we go outside that barricade, that barrier, that uh, protection. So that's, uh, uh, it's not, uh, God has made it easy for us to get within the barricade or that barrier of peace. Again, by confessing the sin that got us out of it, it's that, it's that simple. He does all the work. Jesus did all the work on the cross. It wasn't simple for him to do. It was a lot of work for him to do, uh, and he gives it to us as a, a as a gift and And for a Christian, uh, you know I mean, it's available, it's free. Um, It's paid for by him, by Jesus Christ, um, and really that is a uh, a sin in itself uh, to me, uh, to myself, uh, if I don't take advantage of that when when he's done all the work for us. Did I lose you? No, sir. Okay. We got 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Okay well then let me uh say brother I really enjoyed uh talking to you today uh before the show now and um and I pray if there's anybody listening or going to listen may this be beneficial to them in their relationship with Jesus Christ Amen Amen I'll call you back Jeff Alrighty, All righty brother Hey brother bye bye